what would today, in 1776, accomplish? It was a protest. <laughs> uh, 56 guys, well, there wasn't 56 at all times, but 56 guys, ultimately, were in a moderately sized room. Independence Hall is not that big. It's not as big as movies make it out to be. I think we got the scale and the size of it correct in the spirit of 76 and the road to independence, the movies. Uh, but they would actually get together and go like, well, maybe we should do it kind of peacefully, as peacefully as we can. Maybe we should send them a letter. If you don't stop, we'll send you a strongly worded letter. <laughs> King George III, if you don't stop, we'll write you a very strongly worded letter and we'll be very angry with you. And I think they tried that for a couple of years and the strongly worded letters didn't work. <laughs> They just kept sending strongly worded letters, and they, you know, they wound up in English fireplaces as tinder, as kindling. You know, I was watching, I was looking for something on Friday, and I stumbled across a video that, uh, a little highlight reel, I don't even know why we made it, <laughs> a little highlight reel that we, uh, that we used to promote The Road to Independence, the movie, in 2011, and uh, um, uh, I actually uh, I added it to the product page on the two DVD set at mikechurch.com forward slash DVD, and it was a scene in which because I got Jay Thomas, the Emmy winning actor and friend of ours, and. God rest his soul, eternal rest grant unto him. Oh, God, let perpetual light shine upon him. May he rest in peace. Amen. Uh, I got Jay Thomas to play or to do the voice for Ben Franklin. And in this scene, uh, there's so many epochs and events that surrounded that all led up to July the 4th, 1776. I completely forgotten about the Hutchinson letters. So... Hutchinson was the royal governor of the Massachusetts Bay Colony at the time. And what had happened was, is that Ben Franklin was in England. He was in London. And he was working as the postmaster there for incoming, I guess he was, he was the postmaster for incoming Moroccan mail. Not for English mail, but for incoming Moroccan mail. And in his duty there, Franklin started noticing that there were regular correspondi, little Latin there for you, regular correspondi twixt Thomas Hutchinson, and I forget who the dude was in Parliament. It might have been North. And so Franklin, being the conniving, scheming genius that he was, figured out how to open the letters and reseal them so that the recipient would never know. And so Franklin opened one of the letters, and he was reading to Hutchinson. You can look this, you can Google or DuckDuckGo search this. Franklin is reading one of Hutchinson's letters, and basically it's the royal governor of Massachusetts Bay Colony telling whoever it is that he's writing uh, to that they need to send more British forces to Boston. They need to go in there and take the town over, and they need to start arresting the, rab the rabble-rousers for independence. 
and if need be, throw them in jail, and then if need be after that, execute them. And so Franklin makes copies of them. And then he leaks them. Uh, he then mails them back to a printer in Boston, friend of John Hancock's, who then prints them in pamphlets, basically. This is what the royal governor is conspiring to do because Bostoners don't want to pay to the stamp tax or whatever it was. Um, interesting little epoch in history. Who knows about this other than me? <laughs> who who knows the Hutchinson letter story? Well, if you had the Road to Independence, the movie on two DVD set, you would know about it. Uh, uh, no one else would know about it. Would you know about it? I know everything. Uh, Maggie says she knows uh, she knows everything here, no. uh, 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 <laughs> including. Uh, she can even recite the Hutchinson letters backwards. <laughs> she oh. knows them so well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so uh, I'm browsing around on our usual website uh, that we go to for news and information, stuff to comment on. And surprisingly today, there's nothing. I don't see anything anywhere, including on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. I don't see anything about that tomorrow is supposed to be the annual celebration of independence. I was talking about this last week. It used to be a big deal. Apparently, no, people will take the holiday, obviously, but apparently most people don't give a rat's furry behind how the holiday became a holiday. You'd think that there would be a, a, all kind of all manner of editorializing about this, but uh, I see bupkis. I had to go back. I had to go to the imaginative conservative website and actually do it because he didn't even have anything on it. Do a web, do a search to see what I could find something about it. Not that I need it because I could fill the whole three hours, uh, three and a half hours today just from memory talking about this uh, uh, stuff. It's a big travel day today. A couple other news headlines that we will hit here today. National Geographic is basically on its way to bankruptcy. Oh, it's done. It fired all of its writers. So there is no one left. They have this many actual in-house writers now remaining. Zero point zero. That's not a lot. So the 18 writers that they had remaining, uh, they whacked them all over the weekend, and uh, that's it. Now, they have freelance mm -hmm. writers, freelance photographers, and they uh, will, I guess, will, will take over and start writing for the magazine. What is it, or what was it that led, though, to the um, to National Geographic falling from such great favor? I mean, for heaven's sake, there's a National Geographic channel <laughs> on the, um, uh, I guess you can get it on Roku, but on most cable systems, you can get Nat Geo, they call it. So what, what presages this? Well, I tell you what I think it is. What was the year? You found the two covers. Was it 2015, 2016? 2017, National Geographic led. I, I, I remember doing a show on this. Remember? Remember? Uh, led on its cover, what is it? What did it say? Gender or rather, gender, gender revolution. revolution. The gender revolution. And, um, and if you open up the magazine, the centerfold, if you will, 
was the it was a photograph uh, spread of a 16 year old girl. Nine. She was only nine. Well, after she had her mastectomy, she was 16. Oh, that's a different one. Okay, so, okay, so there was a uh, the, they did three. There, 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 they did three issues on mutilating children. The one that I'm talking about is the 16-year-old skater girl who had a double mastectomy, still had the stitches and scars showing, and National Geographic photographed her topless as a supposed boy skateboarding in a skate park in California. And then did this whole big hoop-de-doo display with the jazz and all the uh, the, one, uh, the uh, TV stars who were now transitioning, and uh, various photographs and what what have you of girls running around topless. Another issue they had a they featured a nine-year-old who was transitioning. And then they also had the guy pretending to be a girl and the girl pretending to be a guy as a couple. And the, the title was How Science is Helping Us to Understand Gender Issues. And this was also the one where they showed the photo. Uh, the, uh, they went to the house of the woman who had been taking testosterone mm -hmm. and had uh, she had birthed a child as a supposedly as a man and had, had a beard. And all kind of chest hair, but was breastfeeding. You know, this is just straight up torment, torture here. An infant. And they did a big uh, story on this. So the, the, the point being that National Geographic uh, used to re report on matters of discovery and exploration and anthropology and stuff like that uh, has now uh, turned itself over basically to a bunch of pervert sodomites who basically turned the magazine now into a referendum or to a photo referendum on the revolution that man is supposedly undergoing. Speaking of, here on the 32nd annual Independence Day Mike Churchill extravaganza. <laughs> As we make Marka free again, Martha, today. Speaking of National Geographic uh, uh, and other things that we have in, <laughs> we can talk about here in the news today, it's in addition to France, uh, the Biden regime White House has announced that they're going to block out the sun. <laughs> Climate change, okay, you idiots won't start dri stop driving, you won't stop using electricity. The earth is setting itself on fire. And so we got to do something about it. So, hey, I got an idea. What are we going to do? Block out the sun. Now, these idiots don't realize, or maybe they do realize. Well, you know, they're idiots. Of course they don't realize. You start spraying stuff up into the upper atmosphere. There, 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 okay, there's a principle, uh, it's a scientific principle. Actually, if you studied climate any, you would know this. Um, I want to say it's called albedo, A-L-B-E-D-O. It's what happens when sunlight is refracted or reflected off of the tops of clouds. 
If you were going to get into an ice age, if there was another ice age or a mini ice age, like a Maunder minimum or a Dalton minimum, that was being caused by the Earth's rickety orbit again, we talked about this last week, then about the solar, uh, and by solar cycles becoming longer and longer and longer, meaning the sun is going quiet. And uh, then what, uh, what had happened was, is that the amount of clouds, because of the change in those two atmospheric changes, the amount of clouds that are produced uh, increases. And with the increase, and in, this is what happened uh, during uh, Noah's flood, the flood of Noah. If you get foundations restored at crusadechannel.com forward slash Adam, you get foundations restored. This is actually explained. Um, when the sun is, when it's cloudy, the reason it's not as hot as it is, is if people think of the clouds giving you shade. Well, well, no, the sun, the UV light actually can go through. You can get sunburned on a cloudy day. Most people don't know that, right? Because the UV light goes right through the cloud. Well, some of it, it makes ozone, the rest of it just goes through. So this principle or this uh, uh, science, uh, this uh, physical reaction, it's called al uh, al uh, albedo or albedo, you get more clouds, you get sunlight refracted about, back out into space. So it does affect the temperature. So when you go into a, 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 a solar minimum and it gets extended like that, you tend to get more cloud cover. Then what happens, you get more light refracted back out into space and then the earth begins to cool. That's just how you'll get like a mini ice age. Remember, in 1776, on Christmas Day, 1776, the Delaware River was almost frozen over. And it wasn't completely frozen, but it had, like, it had icebergs in it, basically. That doesn't happen anymore. Because we're in a warming period. If you start pumping stuff up into the atmosphere to reflect the sunlight back out, it will affect the temperature. Now, I don't know if you could pump enough of it or how much the White House says they have on, on, uh, in stock of what they're going to do. But they actually said that they are, we're contemplating blocking out the sun. Like, you guys really do think that you, like, own the thermostat, the global thermostat, to turn the temperature down. But here, here's a newsflash. Here's a newsflash. Mr. Burns of The Simpsons already tried this. And it didn't work. <laughs> he already tried blocking the sun out. Well, sir, you've certainly vanquished all your enemies. The elementary school, the local tavern, the old age home. You must be very proud. <clears throat> no, not while my greatest nemesis still provides our customers with free light, heat, and energy. I call <laughs> this enemy the sun. Since the beginning of time, man has yearned to destroy the sun. I will do the next best thing. Block it out. Good God. <laughs> Imagine it, Smithers. Electrical lights and heaters running all day long. But, sir, every plant and tree will die. Uh, 
Owls will deafen us with incessant hooting. The town sundial will be useless. I, I don't want any part of this project. It's unconscionably town fiendish. I will not suffer your insubordination. There has been a shocking decline in the quality and quantity of your toadying, Whelan, and you will fall into line. Now! No. No, Monty, I won't. Not until you step back from the brink of insanity. I'll do no such thing. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that's a conversation that was probably happening between Biden and someone going, hey, me and Corn Pop want to block the sun out. But, sir, you can't block the sun out. Don't you tell me what me and Corn Pop can do. Me and old Corn Pop, we know how to block the sun out. We're old timers when it comes to blocking the sun out. And we got a plan. And we're going to launch this stuff up in the atmosphere and going to be, planes are going to be spraying this stuff all over the place. And we're going to do what Manon has always wanted to do. Kill the sun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this is an actual news story at theepictimes.com, believe it or not. No, they're not rolling out red, white, and blue bunting on the White House lawn. There's not going to be any fireworks displays. No one's going to make an apple pie and claim that an actual woman made it. Imagine the horror of that. No, instead, for the 4th of July celebration at the Biden regime's residence at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, they're going to da, 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 block out the sun. <laughs> The White House is suggesting the possible deployment of radical climate change techniques like artificially blocking sunlight as part of its climate change agenda, despite expert warnings that such initiatives can have devastating effects. No! It's, oh, no! <laughs> no, it's not going to do anything to the planet. Come on! This old, this old, this old girl here now, she can take it. I was telling Maggie, and she goes, hey, you're making that up. I'm, I'm not making it up. I forget who the French philosopher was or whoever it was that was worried about this new thing. They, they had gas lighting, natural gas lighting. And then this thing that they were hearing about with the, uh, the electric light bulb. He was afeard that candle makers were going to be put out of business. <laughs> And uh, that, look, we can't have this. We got a lot of candle makers in France. This will be a tragedy, a disaster. This will be a human suffering like has never been seen before. And so then they started actually working on a plan to block out the sun. So the candle makers would remain employed. There's no way you can make lights fast enough, but we can make candles. This is insanity season. Solar radiation modification, they actually have an acronym for this, SRM, also known as solar geoengineering. Ooh, there's that conspiracy word. Geoengineering. That's like saying gay frogs. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! You start talking about geoengineering, pal. Look, the great aluminum baking powder scare of 2023 people, they know some stuff about geoengineering. 
You start geoengineering talk, brother. You, uh, you've reached the second plateau. Solar radiation modification, also known as solar geoengineering, is aimed at preventing sunlight from accelerating the alleged warming of the planet. Greenhouse gases warm the climate by blocking a portion of outgoing long-wave radiation that would otherwise be emitted into space, states the report published by the White House Office of Science, of Science and Technology Policy. On June the 30th, quote, by contrast, SRM cools the climate by reflecting a greater amount of incoming solar radiation back into space. SRM offers the possibility of cooling the planet significantly Possibly. on a time scale of a few years. Boy, you picked the right time. It happened. You guys showed up at just the right moment because King Charles III on Friday lit the climate countdown clock. Did you see this? Do we have the digital media following this and the guy, the, uh, the mayor of London counting down? They're now counting down to doom. Three, two, one. And then King Charles III steps up and hits the timer. And then the countdown to climate doom begins. Dum, 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 dum. By the way, uh, we may as well just start going ahead and robbing banks and stuff because we only got six and a half years left to live. According to King Charles III and the climate countdown clock and the Biden regime, life on Earth will end. I don't know how they picked the date. Yeah, how did they pick the date? You actually have to hear this. <laughs> There are climate countdown clocks, uh, I believe, if you, if you can find the story, Meg. I, I, I meant to, uh, uh, to send it to you earlier. I just got sidetracked. There are climate countdown clocks. Now, they have these things posted publicly in like 16 cities across the U.K. So no matter where you're driving, you can be reminded that the end is near. What do you think this is kind of – this has – uh, what kind of effect do you think this might have on people's psychology? If you're telling everyone that they're going to die in six years, <laughs> and when the when the climate clock strikes midnight, what might that cause them to do? As I said, robbing banks, they're looting grocery stores. Are you going to pay for that? No. Why not? Because uh, I really need it, and uh, I'm gonna we're gonna all die in six and a half years anyway. What difference does it make? Won't they send you to jail? Yeah. Well, whether I'm in jail or not, I still die in six years. And what is the actual date? What what did oh, they say? Do you know there's actually a climate <clears throat> website? There's actually a what? It's called climateclock.world. Climate says the deadline. Time left to limit global warming. Six years and 19 days, four hours and 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, you got to send me that site. I, uh, send me the link to that site so I can count it down. I, I have to see this. I must see the climate countdown. Uh, we should put this on crusadechannel.com just for a gag. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Climate 
Let me put my glasses on. Okay, climate clock. <laughs> who's the uh, who, who's chief climate change there with the uh, with the Indian headdress? I don't know. The most important number in the da, 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 world. Display it everywhere. <laughs> the climate clock melds art, science, technology, and grassroots organizing to get the world to act in time. I have a uh, I have a question. Pick pick me. Uh, who gets to determine whether or not the temperature has been sufficiently turned down? Which temperature measurement are you going to use to determine whether or not we can turn the clock off? Let's say we do everything you say needs to be done, and humanity basically just starts massive Jonestown killing itself. Because that's what they really want. They want you all to drink the cyanide, and they want all of us to just go ahead and stop being pesky humans and blights upon Mother Earth and Gaia and what have you. Just go ahead and die, won't you? Just die already. It's like at the end of the search for Spock with Kirk trying to kill Christopher Lloyd the Klingon. My, don't, you, just die already. What's what they think about us? Won't you just die already? Someone ought to write a song. Won't you just die already? Your presence is not wanted here. Mother Earth has determined that because you aren't queer, you need to die already and save the Earth. Seriously, who are these people? If you don't believe in ETs, I ask you to check out the environmentalist wacko movement these days. They're now having ceremonies where they're lighting clocks. Doomsday clocks. There's three right here on this website. No, I know. There's, there's one in New York, there's one in Seoul, there's one in Glasgow. You have but six years. Or you're, oh, oh, and you're. So, I, I, oh, I have another question. I have a follow-up. Uh, does the climate change into the world uh, countdown to doom clock? Does it do daylight savings time? Asking for a friend. These are things that people want to know. And at the end of the world, what if the end of the world happens? Uh, uh, the climate doom happens when it is daylight savings time. Can we fall back and gain an extra hour of life? I'm asking for a friend. I'm just, well, no, I'm just curious. It's funny though that the climate do. Wait a minute, this one is this one is off. This countdown clock on this website, uh, climateclock.world, says seven years. Where? Halfway down the page. We can only burn. Here's how, here's how much more carbon we're allowed burn to avoid famine drought floods displacement conflicts suffering and disaster we must end fossil fuels it says and transition to a just and sustainable future you know i wish i could stop this the earth has a deadline and the emphasis in red dead let's make it a lifeline life in green it's time to synchronize our watches everyone well, Everywhere. Kind of, kind of squiggly, so it's Climate. Clock. Act 
correct in time. Really? It's Independence Day. Can't we just have hot dogs, beer, and apple pie? I want to click the sign-up Click the sign-up sheet I think so you I should can create sign a clock for my city, my school, and my community. You should get a chat room climate countdown clock. <laughs> Look, look, that will make, that will really give the Schafferites really something to be gloomy and doomy about. Schaffer 13, what time is it on the climate count, on the doom clock today? See, that way if you put the climate clock in the chat room when the Petty Fockers Local 476 shows up to proclaim that the end is nigh. <laughs> I can't believe this is actually what I'm doing today. In my 33rd year of broadcasting, I'm talking about wackos making doomsday clocks. I have a question, another one. Did you guys clear this with God? Is God cool with you proclaiming the end of humanity in six years? Was it, six years, three months, how many days? Uh, I need my own clock. Six years, 19 days, three hours, 54 minutes, and 42 seconds. Mine's not mo oh, oh, Okay, my my clock. Okay, it just started ticking. There it is. All right. Um, <laughs> back to the story from the Epic Times. SRM will not undo the consequences of greenhouse gas emissions. For instance, SRM would not ameliorate most of the impacts of ocean acidification, nor eliminate the tendency for fossil fuel burning to worsen air quality. You know, they just spout this stuff off as if it is all settled, demonstrably proven science. I saw one the other day where the uh, they had made a villain out of a climate, out of a greenhouse gas. Can't remember where I saw it. I just I look I look at it and go like, you, how has this possible? How is it possible that people are this stupid and that they have internalized this? Well, I'll tell you how. For forty some odd years. A majority of the American population has believed that the beating heart of a child inside of a woman is not the beating heart of a separate individual being. Instead, it is part of that woman's body. So yes, men can believe the most sinister, evil, and stupid and ridiculous things. Somebody asked the governor, we had the digital media file of Pennsylvania, the Republican Party is out there beating its chest and claiming it's the party of freedom. What do you say? And Josh Shapiro just launches into a litany of evil. Murdering babies, mutilating children, having homosexuals teaching children and teaching children about sex. They just want to they just want to marry who they want to marry. They just want children to know things in schools. There's a report out. There's a new, there's a new thing at Substack, thekingdude.substack.com. You can do these things called notes now. It's actually kind of like a tweet, which I might start doing since no one reads my tweets anyway. And I'll just start tweeting on the Substack. Dr. Peter McCullough, 
who I was not able to get in touch with in time to get on the program today. Dr. Peter McCullough has a most uh, interesting post about a study that was done that per, that it doesn't purport to show. It shows the rate of increase in those claiming children, primarily, claiming to, let's see here, age of gender dysphoria diagnosis dropping, indoctrination working to besiege younger persons with gender crisis. This is by Dr. Peter McCullough. A physician email from Medscape highlighted a paper by Sun et al. on the dropping age of gender dysphoria and publicly available data. If gender dysphoria was an organic psychiatric illness, it would have steady epidemiological parameters. The enormous campaign for transgender acceptance, hypersexuality, and pornography introduced into schools appears to be working. As the data show, gender dysphoria is still largely a post-pubertal issue. However, the curves are reaching down to the pre-pubertal age groups. And then he cites the studies. The authors readily acknowledge that social engineering of gender fluidity into the use of pronouns, school pornography, and social media campaigns is having an influence 